Hello, this is Abby. Dear Abby, this is gonna be a long one. Oh boy. Dear Abby, how do you tell the difference between a new exciting crush and a rebound? Does it matter? Dear Abby. Dear Abby. Dear Abby. Welcome to our little corner of the internet. This is the Dear Abby podcast. I hope you stay and hang out with us. See you in a sec. Good morning, or good afternoon, or good evening, everyone. Welcome back to the Dear Abby podcast. This is your host speaking. My name is Abby, and welcome back. I'm glad that you're joining us for a very fun episode today. We're not getting too deep today, which is kind of a relief for me because sometimes I get emotionally overwhelmed when I record uh, because A, this stuff is important to me, so I always want to say like the right thing and make sure I'm being knowledgeable and yeah educated I guess but at the same time I also don't want to take myself too seriously and overthink and feel like I have to know everything but it does overwhelm me emotionally sometimes. I hope you're having a lovely Thursday so far and that all your summer dreams will come true this summer which is what we're talking about. It's almost summertime. Well I guess technically it already is summer for Okay, it is summer. It is summer now. We're in June. So it's summer. I feel like for me, summer doesn't really start until like July ish when it's really sunny. And my birthday's in August. And so in August, I'm like, wow, it's party central. You know, it's sunny. That's my favorite month. Obviously, I'm going to be turning 26, which is freaking crazy. Wow, wow, wow. I'm freaking old. We're talking about the best ways to spend your summer and how to figure that out. Because a lot of times people are like, this is the best way to spend summer. And then they list things that they like to do. But instead, this is a get to know yourself summer and try new things and see what you want to actually do this summer, not just what TikTok says you should do or whatever. So that's what we're jumping into today. I will give suggestions, but it's more so just to kind of spark ideas. But honestly, whatever comes to your head, that's what you should definitely do. Just trust yourself. Whatever comes up is what you probably want to do this summer. For those of you that have OCD, if I said that and something bad came up, just laugh that off because that's classic. I do that. My OCD does that literally all the time. I'll be like, people are like, what is the one thing you want to do starting today? And then my brain will say like the worst thing you could possibly do or something or just says, I want to harm someone or I want to hurt, you know, someone. And it's like, okay, well, thanks for ruining that brain. But now I just laugh it off and I think, you know what? That's very classic. That's very typical of OCD to do that. Life updates. Uh, I don't have any that are new because I'm cramming a couple episodes together because of I'm going on not even vacation I'm just going home for a while which I mentioned like the past two weeks so that's where I am right now when you're listening to this I don't have anything new everything that you heard last week is what's been happening this week other than maybe I am now a a day older so cool stuff Okay, I have not a lot of mental health uh, specific tips, but I'm going to kind of tie that into summer stuff today. The, the, the difficult part about doing episodes like this is because I know so many people are doing these. It's just nice to listen to some inspiration to get some ideas to get some juices flowing in the creative brain and to come up with your own things to do this summer. 
obviously everyone's capable of doing that. So let's let's just jump in. I have like eight ways to enjoy this summer, but I'll probably do a little bit more or I'll kind of jump all over the place, but I'll try to stay to like the eight ways to spend the summer and to enjoy summer. The first one is getting to know yourself more. This should be, this is like a lifetime lifetime pursue obviously but I think it's more so I'm focusing on what is the intention for the summer what are the goals for the summer and make them very attainable and also very simple when we set too big of goals you know we hear this all the time if you set too big of goals then you're you're not going to attain it and then you'll feel like a failure but if you set small goals that you attain you start to build confidence And so find something to struggle with. That's the best way to get to know yourself is how do you react when you're bad at something? How do you react when something's more difficult than it like it doesn't come naturally? How do you react when you're good at something new? Do you just quit right away? Do you not push yourself? Do you not try to get better? Try new experiences that have always interested you maybe if you can afford it. For me, I've always wanted to jump. I don't even know. This sounds so dumb, but I've always wanted to try dancing because I don't, I've just always, I quit when I was a little kid because I just wanted to hang out with friends. Like that was more important to me at the time. Looking back, I will always regret that because I, I have always wished that I stayed dancing. I would give up on stuff a lot as a kid. I think it was anxiety mixed with um, just laziness. Not okay. No, not laziness. I actually don't believe anyone's quote unquote just a lazy person I think they have lazy tendencies but even then there's probably something anyways I don't want to get into that but I always regret quitting all the things like I quit piano I quit dance I quit violin I just quit a bunch of stuff old being older now I'm so regretful of that but I'm like okay I'm not that old yet like I can I can still dance I can still jump around and move and that's one thing I've always wanted to try is just dancing and not ballet. I don't think I'd be good at ballet, but I don't know. Just any type of fun style of dancing. I just wanted to try it, but I can't afford that right now. So I can do it online maybe, or just do it by myself. It's just one of those things where anytime I see it, I'm like, oh, I wish that was me, but I just don't have the guts to actually just try it. And I don't have to become the world's greatest dancer. I think it's just more, I want to be able to take up space, which leads into our next one take up space this summer. You can interpret that however you want. But what taking up space means for me is anytime you're going anywhere, you have the same amount of right to be there. If it's a public space and you actually have a right to be there than anybody else. Like for instance, at the gym, sometimes I do feel insecure going in there just because uh, it's just like a uncomfortable place to be sometimes if you're not with someone and you're just alone and there's a bunch of big men everywhere and women that are so freaking fit. they're disciplined mother truckers but if you're going to the gym or wherever you're going have the mindset of this is a place like I'm allowed to be here I'm allowed to take up space in here even in your own day-to-day life I feel like for me personally I can't I feel uncomfortable taking up space that's why I wanted to try dancing because dancing is like you take up that space you reach out you elongate yourself you jump you twirl you do all of these things that you, you're taking up space in the world for me I'm so cradled into myself and I don't love that I don't like being that way so I want to change that about myself I want to be able to take up space and feel comfortable doing so share you know this for me is taking up space sharing what I think and 
how I feel about things and, you know, having a voice, which is kind of scary. It can be stretching, yoga, moving, running, being comfortable in your body, get to know your body. That's kind of the next one. I had a whole episode about this. So if you haven't listened to that one, go check it out. But number three is getting more comfortable in your own body. What that means to me is to not stress out about what you look like this summer. Maybe just 10% less stressing this summer about what your body looks like, how people are perceiving you, if you're going to the beach or the pool, if they're judging you, all of those things. Most people are not going to be judging you no matter what you look like. And if they are, that's sad for them because they don't actually get to enjoy you. They are just prematurely now they're in their heads judging and thinking and overthinking and overanalyzing so they're missing out on connections let's not be the judges and let's not let's not care for being judged this summer I'm big on accepting and loving our bodies the way that they are for everything that they do for us I also believe in being really healthy but that looks like seriously so many different things the amount of different body types that I see on social media and they're all health nuts or they're so healthy they have such a good routine they're sleeping well they're eating well they're doing all of these things they're not perfect at it but every single body looks so different in my eyes and I think it's beautiful try to find a routine or a lifestyle that makes you feel better feel livelier feel more energetic feel happier more comfortable light in your body go for that but it doesn't have to look a certain way but I'm definitely a big believer in pushing towards something better and pushing yourself towards something better to not be complacent in your body. Sometimes I'm like, oh, I'm fine. You know, like my my weight doesn't fluctuate too much. But at the same time, I don't have a lot of energy a lot and makes my mental health actually worse because I don't really have a routine that I stick to every single day. That creates just a lot of inconsistency and my brain feels like it has to work overtime to figure out what we're doing that day in a weird way, as well as I'm not getting the nutrients that I probably should be getting because I'm not cooking enough meals for myself or I'm not prioritizing that part of my life. And I don't love that about myself. I don't like that I'm not I'm, that I'm mistreating my body. That doesn't feel good to me. I don't want to accept that and I don't want to be that, but I accept that that's how I am right now and then that's a habit of mine but I'm going to push myself be uncomfortable even if I don't want to go to the gym I don't want to go on a walk I don't want to do these things I'm going to do it not being like oh I'm going to love this but instead be like I'm probably going to hate every second of this and eventually maybe I'll feel better about doing this but most of the time I'll probably not like it that's okay because it takes seriously a long time for change to actually happen And I think that's the beautiful part about changing, especially with your bodies. It is a partnership and you have to get to know your body and be comfortable in your body, accept it, but also work with it to help you. You know, like my back is killing me. I'm not helping it. Like I try to work out my back. I'm not being consistent. So my back is hurting more than it normally does. And I'm like, that's not okay. I need to go work out my back. I need to do more stretching. I need to prioritize that. I need to work with it. It's screaming at me. And I'm responsible for that. Take responsibility for your body. I just want everyone to be confident in their body and feel confident and feel energetic and feel happy because that, I mean, that's what I want and that's what I'm striving towards. But have grace and be kind to yourself when there's days where you weren't strong, when you didn't feel strong enough to go or when... I don't know, life gets busy, life gets in the way and you maybe messed up a little bit or something. 
always have grace and always be kind to yourself in those days. Don't call yourself lazy. That was a long tangent on bodies. But the fourth thing is figure out how you're going to have fun. If that's going to be friends, dating, make plans. Don't make too many plans and overwhelm overwhelm yourself but make plans for the summer say oh my gosh I want to go camping list out the things that you want to do make a Pinterest board that's what I did of summer have an intention to create moments and to focus on creating moments with people that you love if you're not sure what you want to do go on Pinterest honestly or just kind of sit for a second meditate on it And just come up with fun things that like come to your head or there's so many different ideas to have fun. And that looks like so many different things. If that's going to be by yourself, then awesome. Have fun by yourself. Plan stuff by yourself. Take yourself out all the time. Go to parties by yourself. You know, do all of these things. Well, don't go to crazy parties by yourself. Please bring someone. There's I have I have some a bunch of things for like having fun, which is these are very obvious like summer things, which is like the classic festivals, thrifting, tie dye, the lake, the zoo, depending on where you live, because I know in Arizona, the zoo is hell on earth during the summer. It's so effing hot. Drive in movie. That's always a fun thing to do. You can do that with friends, girlfriend, boyfriend, whoever. Pool days, beach. Those are obvious ones. You know, that's what everyone wants to do over the summer. That is summer right there. And then you can do, I think a fun one is honestly photo shoots. So plan a beach day or a pool day or, um, or just any type of a photo shoot, like a summery photo shoot. And if that's fun to you, if you think that that's fun to make a little set, to bring lights, to have someone come take pictures or you take pictures with your iPhone, like just make fun, just create fun moments for yourself and pictures, you know? Um, We were just talking about that yesterday, but uh, some of the, like just our friends here, we went to the beach and we were just talking, chatting. It got real existential for a little bit, but my OCD was very triggered, Um, but I stayed strong and I stayed there. We were talking about how, wait, what were we talking about? Photo shoots. Oh, we were talking about photos and we were talking about two things. One, photos don't encompass really a moment. Like they, they full, unless like it's just one of those photos that just gets it and you get this moment and it's like, wow, this is how it felt exactly. But how you look in photos and how you look in videos, it can never and capture everything about you. So if you see a picture or a video you don't like this summer, don't obsess over it. Don't like keep looking at it and be like, oh, why do I look that way? You are so beautiful and you are so beautiful in person because of your energy, because of your mannerisms, the skin that you have, the texture of your skin, you know, even the little like, I don't know, the little zits that you have. It's all beautiful and it cannot be captured in a camera or a video, unfortunately. Not all of it. Some of it can. And we were debating, not debating, we were talking about like the pros and cons of, you know, taking photos and does it actually save memories? The conclusion was it can unlock memories within you. Those are never gone to us. Like, yes, the moment has passed, 
but we had those were real that it that happened and those are with us and like especially you know beautiful unfortunately the bad with the good but the the good moments too it's like those are still with you and photos when you see a photo or a video it just reminds you of that time and you your brain like unlocks archives where you're like oh my gosh I remember that day this happened or this happened or this is how I felt that was such a good moment with you guys I love it and I think sometimes looking back it can mean more to you than it did in the moment and I think that's just kind of life sometimes um so take some cute photos you know but don't don't think about oh man it's not a, that's not what I thought I looked that day like that's not what I think I look like that could be what you look like, but I promise you to the people around you and to people that meet you, you are so beautiful and don't listen to those, that part of your brain that's like, why don't I look this way or how come that's what I, is that what I actually look like? It's like, it could be and that's totally okay. Okay, there's there's a bunch of other different things. There's like, you can make friendship bracelets. You know, these are things that are kind of bringing you back to high school or junior high or something. Um, there's there's a list that I saw and it was like hot girl summer and it was cracking me up it was very um x-rated to hot girl summer so I will not be reading any of those the first one was make out with girl so I'm not reading that list I'm deleting that from my phone oh my gosh you guys I'm so sorry I don't remember if it's five or six maybe I should go back and listen to what I said I just went on such a long tangent for that one I don't remember I think it's I think this is six okay number six is finding a creative outlet or just being more creative this summer and like when you think of summer what does it inspire in you what feelings come up what are the colors what are the tones what are the sounds what are the um memories like what comes up for you that's it's beautiful when you think of um you know things that come up for you in certain times even if it's kind of sad so if summer to me, in my head, like when I think of summer, I think of I can literally almost smell the smell of sunscreen and it feels so home to me, feels so at home to me. I think of pools. I think of lifeguarding. I think of sunburns. I think of road trips. I think of otter pops, watermelon, sticky, red. I think of like red, yellow, light blue. You know, I, I have colors, like textures, sensations that come up and kind of use those to maybe paint something or just romanticize that in your head. And even if it's sad things, that's okay. There's Christmas to me for some reason is sad. And maybe it's just because I had my first Christmas like single after being married, but it didn't feel the same. It was literally just, I was just sad the whole time. Yeah, that's number six is find creative outlets, whatever that looks like, whatever makes that sound fun, whatever sounds fun to do creatively. If that is photo shoots, freaking go do it. Just do it. It feels so good to have a creative outlet, write a poem, write book, write a book. Yeah. Write a full novel this week, this, uh, this summer, but you guys get what I'm saying have a little project to do, you know, DIY project. The seventh one, oh, I just put, this is a very specific one, but swimming and then eating watermelon as a snack because that's, that's just was my childhood and in a freaking nutshell. Swimming in the summer and then your mom brings out watermelon slices and you get sticky and then you get to wash off in the pool. Do something with, just eat watermelon. Honestly, that's number seven, eat watermelon. I'm sorry if you can't for some reason, That that's, really sucks. 
Um, if you can't, then eat Otter Pops, I guess, is my uh, other one. So, okay, number eight is to get all that sun. Where I live, there's there's a lot of sun during some of the year, but then there's other times where it's very gloomy. So if summer is a time where the sun is out, soak that shiz up. Go, you don't have to necessarily go tanning. You can go sunbathing, I think is better because that to me is just like you're soaking in the vitamins, the vitamin D. You're soaking in the sun. Go get that vitamin D can tire you out sunbathing tires you out but it makes you so relaxed it's one of the best feelings in the world book a trip to the beach book a trip to I don't know a nice resort for a day or something and just have a nice layout session by the pool as if most people I can't afford booking a resort I don't even know why I said that that was stupid just tan honestly just go sunbathing that is my favorite way to spend the freaking summer do okay this is the last like thing that i'll this is the last one play childish games with friends or family like set stuff up like slip and slides like all of these things that you did as a kid and we're healing our inner child we're going back to the wholesome fun messy vibes okay this summer and but even if you're an adult who cares being an adult isn't like being mean and rigid to me being an adult means you take care of things, you're responsible, but you also are, are emotionally responsible, which means you know that you need to have fun in this life. Like you need to relax, have fun, let loose every once in a while in a responsible way. What's more responsible than slip and slides? What's more responsible than water gun fights? Have fun with your kids, have fun with your family, friends, do childish games this summer. And don't, for me, it's, that's so much easier said than done because I get in my head about, oh, I'm going to look stupid. Like if we want to play this, I'm going to look so dumb. Is this a dumb thing to do? Am I too old to do this? Stuff like that. And it's hard for me to really let loose and kind of let my guards down and really just let myself have fun because I judge myself. I overthink. I want to isolate. That's just like my go-to that I'm used to. But try to push past that this summer I'm realizing yesterday we were with friends and I was like, I'm so in my head when I'm with people now. I don't love that. I'm not as a, I'm not as attentive to people. I'm not as a good of a listener. I'm so in my head. I'm dissecting what they're saying. I'm like analyzing. I'm trying to figure out what the best thing for me to say is. And I know it probably stems from abandonment and rejection and not wanting to, I don't know, have my friends not like me or my family not like me anymore or something. And I think my OCD plays a pretty big part in that and my anxiety, but I'm trying to try my best this summer to let myself be in a good headspace and let myself enjoy summer, let myself enjoy the small things. And when I'm having a hard time connecting, I don't want to force it. I don't want to be mad at myself that I can't just like immediately let my guard down. I'm going to be like, okay, then I feel I feel scared. I feel locked up. And maybe that's just how I'm going to feel the rest of today. But I'm going to try my best to be present and just listen to what other people are saying. And if I sound like an idiot or I say something that's not funny or I say something that doesn't hit, then that's that sucks for me. Let's be honest. We all say things that don't hit a lot every once in a while. Me, rarely happens, but it does. 
those are my summer uh, ideas. Those are my summer things for you. And none of these are groundbreaking, but I think hopefully I, I mean, I feel like I need a good reminder every once in a while about things that I can do and hopefully it can spark some creative juices in you. That's such a gross way of saying that. I don't like that. Sorry. Okay. We, I'm doing a couple Dear Abby questions. These aren't voicemails. I still have a bunch of text messages that came in that I'm just going to read for today's segment because I just want to answer these. I feel bad because there's a lot. Dear Abby, I've been dating my long distance boyfriend for a little over a year and we've known each other for almost two. We met on a Christian dating app and he is in the Marines. Recently, I found myself losing feelings and last time I saw him, which was a couple weeks ago, I felt no spark whatsoever, both emotionally and physically. Nothing dramatic caused my sudden lack of interest. We've always had a super healthy relationship and never even had a fight. He is getting deployed next week and is predicted to be away for seven months. In the past, we have talked about getting engaged and when he gets back, oh, about getting engaged when he gets back up until now, I would have 1,000. 10,000% said yes, but now I am 50-50. I don't know what I should do. I'm a chronic people pleaser and can't imagine breaking up with them while he's on deployment, but I also don't think it's a good sign for me to be feeling this way. Thanks for listening. Okay. Uh, 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 uh. This is tricky because there's multiple things that could be happening. For me, I'm not someone that relies on a spark to stay with someone. Honestly, I think because you guys don't fight, maybe this is weird of me, but genuinely I feel like couples should fight every once in a while because I think that that shows passion I think that that shows that you're emotionally both of you are very much involved and I think sometimes people think that when they don't fight it's like oh my gosh we are a perfect couple I actually think and I'm biased I'm 100% biased in this because me and my ex-husband never fought really it was like small bickering, but never really fought. It's like we couldn't hurt each other's feelings that much because we never really, I wanted to go deeper, but he never really wanted to go deeper with me and emotionally really let me in to his imperfections, to things he was bad at. And I was the same. I didn't know I was like that, but after he had left and I'm in a new relationship that is, I'm very much emotionally involved with. And so is he, he does get upset with me and he does get frustrated because he's in it for the long haul. And this is totally, I don't even know if this is true. This is just my experience personally. When there's no fighting at all, you're not really letting someone in. We're not perfect and we're very emotional. And if we know that someone is seeing our bad sides and they don't see there's no facade, there's like, no, you're just kind of a mean person sometimes or you're just kind of messy or you're just you can have you have lazy tendencies or you can give up on things fast. When people see our real negatives, it is very uncomfortable at first. And when there's no fighting, I don't know, I just feel like there's a lack of intimacy emotionally when there's no fighting, I think, which doesn't mean that, that that's never going to change. And it doesn't mean that you guys can never get that spark again. It is totally just your choice. I think if you love him, if you care about him, and that's not necessarily a feeling always, if you love who he is, and be real with yourself, do you feel like he's a good partner? Do you feel like he gives himself to you? Do you feel like he's honest? Honesty is massive, even if it's not something you want to hear. And having a partner that can point stuff out that is very honest with you, that's honest about when you hurt their feelings. I love that. And I think it creates more intimacy in a relationship. But it is hard to digest that first. I do think that sometimes maybe you were just in a honeymoon phase in your relationship 
And that's when you had sparks, when you saw them as like this perfect person and, you know, you felt in love, you felt all of these things, but sometimes that just goes away and you have to fall back in love with your person. And I really believe that that's true because you change, he changes, and you have to kind of choose to fall back in love with them. Maybe that's too deep, but genuinely that's how I feel. I feel like we're more complicated than we think, and that's okay. It's not like we have to get it all figured out. Just be honest if you're being honest in the relationship too. If you have worries, if you have doubts, fears, express those. If you have, if you're concerned that you never fight, if you wish there was more passion or something, And I'm not, when I say fight, I'm not talking about every day, all day. I'm talking about normal disagreements. I'm not a relationship therapist. I I don't, I'm not a professional, all all this stuff. This is just all personal experience and things that I've studied and learned. If you're a people pleaser, it could just be you never express anything that you worry about because you don't want to hurt his feelings. Unfortunately, that is part of a relationship is you have to express things and you will probably hurt his feelings you will probably say the wrong thing and so will he and he'll hurt your feelings. You don't want it to be like that, but that's just is like that happens when you're, I don't know, when you're emotionally invested, I guess. What you decide will be, you know, a good decision based off of the knowledge and the information that you have. Maybe it just sparks a conversation that you guys need to have. Be honest with yourself if you need something more from him and express that. And if he can't or he doesn't get it, try again. And if he doesn't, then that's it. You tried. Okay, so for context, I'm a pretty, okay, this is the next one. This is the last one. Dear Abby, as you being a former pick me girl, I want you to break this down. So for context, I'm a pretty outgoing, silly person and I love to make people laugh. Recently on two separate occasions, I've heard in conversations how men like quiet girls. This has been really causing me to overthink and feel poorly about myself. Not that I care about what men think, but I also want to appear attractive and desirable while dating. What do you think about this? Do men prefer quiet girls? Is this reaffirming what we already know about men in this day and age? (laughs) Do straight white men want some missive woman? It's tripping me up. Uh, Thanks and love the pod. Wow. Okay. A lot to dissect in here. Uh, From what I've heard, I have a lot of brothers and also I've just had guy friends and have talked to them about their, what they prefer, you know, or what they like in women. I don't think it's really bad to have a preference. Women have just as much of a preference on the guys that they want to be with. I do kind of believe that. And I do think that's technically true because they're just referring to quiet confidence rather than loud confidence. There's just a difference. And I think that really is just a preference because I know some girls that love guys that are the loudest in the room, making everyone laugh like they're loud, confident. They want people to see them they want to be seen in a room whether that stems from an insecurity I don't know doesn't matter some girls like that I'm sorry that 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 sucks though I I get that it makes you feel so insecure because as much as we hate to admit it ladies we do care what the men think sometimes however that should never ever change your opinion on yourself and make you mold into something that you're you're not or that you don't want to be you'll probably hear this a ton but you'll find someone that loves you for who you are and that you'll always feel like oh I always have to be more quiet or they don't like that I'm like this and you'll find someone that will see something in you that they are just obsessed with keep making people laugh sis keep being the loudest in the room if you want or just keep being goofy silly some I promise you there will be someone that finally will get you most of the time (laughs) 
<laughs> that will finally get you, get your humor, just be like, wow, you are something special and they will be obsessed with you. Don't overthink it. Keep being yourself. Yeah, don't don't get in your head about that. And if you start to notice that you're getting in your head about that, just be like, nope, I'm not doing this. I love who I am and I'm not perfect, but I like that I'm silly. That's and that's a value of mine is to be silly, outgoing. I love making people laugh. That makes you happy. That brings you joy. That brings other people joy. Don't ever stop doing that. Who freaking cares what guys want? Eventually, you'll find someone that is worthy of you and that will make you feel so special and feel like there's nothing. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of Dear Abby. I hope everyone has a great weekend and have some fun get summer started go leave me a good review on apple spotify all that stuff i'm sorry i didn't do a video today it's been a hectic day but love you thanks for listening bye Oh, 바꾸는 사람들